bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Well, defying the weather, the Talking United Yellow Army Herald Express Devon Live podcast is underway. It, nothing stops it. Nothing stops the podcast. The snowflakes are swirling around outside. It's uh, we've done it a little bit early on Thursday. It's going to get worse, isn't it? And just calm down. Calm well, down. <laughs> listen, I've been live blogging snow all week, and you know it's. It, these are exciting times for a, a modern multimedia reporter. You know. <laughs> I'm I'm in the old farts brigade. I have a great cycling mate from Wolverhampton who, when we were toiling up a mountain in Greece one summer, um, me moaning and groaning most of the time, I expect, he turned to me and said, Dave, he said, if it ain't got snow on it, it's just a foothill. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's and, fair uh, enough. Uh, and he's very, <laughs> he's right as well. So, um, no, come on, everybody, man up. Let's yeah, get on with it's it. It's just a yeah. bit chilly, isn't it, yeah. basically? That's yeah. all. And the building outside us is being painted yellow, by the way. I'm not sure if that's in recognition of the Yellow Army podcast, but it would be nice, it to, could uh, be. nice to think so. Have they it? had planning permission for that, by the way? I don't know. It's bright, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. So if you're yeah. driving past the Herald Express offices uh, up at Barton Hill Road anytime soon, you'll notice we are going yellow. Yeah, definitely. So if we sneak out and put a goals badge on there, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? Nobody would mind. Of course not. We have to get, it'd have to be a reasonable size to... to uh, uh, people to see it but, I wonder uh, if we'll get away with that it's proper yellow as well isn't it it's uh, it's, uh, it's, conne- it's 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 good it's, it's united yellow. yellow yeah anyway to the football now we didn't play last weekend it's no um, it's really everybody strange, else did yeah strange week wasn't it really with football going on everywhere well I no think I think united. after the previous two home games the, the, the Dagenham 3-0 and the Sutton 3-2 in stoppage time I, I, th- I think it was almost to the point where people were <sighs> It might not Let's be a bad a thing. <laughs> it might not be a bad thing that we've got a Saturday off. I think people were were, 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 were a bit punch drunk by that stage. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, and we are in holding on to hope territory here, aren't we? We um, are. The uh, other results, results hard. Absolutely didn't go badly for us. Did no, they? no. I think only Halifax, who got a nil-nil draw at Eastley, picked yeah. up anything at all. Everybody else that played lost. So, you know, in current circumstances. Uh, we'll um, take that. Won't we'll we? take that. Yeah. It, you know, it's almost. A, it's not a point gained. Of course, it isn't. But it's. Uh, it's. It's some goal difference gained, if not, mm. even if nothing else. And United certainly emerged from the weekend, um, no worse than they than they went into it, and and in some ways better because everybody yeah. else has obviously used up a game. Um, and with another home game to come up this Saturday, then yes. Maybe a, a slight reprieve for Torquay then. Well, I, I think you know the, the 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 it could easily have turned out that Torquay United could have woken up on Sunday morning uh, even further adrift, yeah. uh, and they didn't. So um, uh, uh, you know that's that's not bad. Um, there are some interesting games coming up this weekend. Uh, yeah. United obviously home to AFC Fylde, uh-huh. um, uh, and uh, their Mr. Danny Rowe. Um, yeah. who, who, who the is, goal machine who is, who is the nearest thing to a lower division goal machine uh, that we've seen for, for many many years a, uh, astonishing player uh, yeah. um, well, well no he, funny enough he's not an astonishing player he's an astonishing goal he's scorer he's a finisher isn't he he is yeah. but he's um, uh, I was most impressed with him when United lost 2-0 at Fylde in November not just because he scored both the goals but when you 
actually watch him, yeah, you just see uh, how and why he scored so many goals. This is we're talking about a, a lad, by the way, uh, who's basically said Man United said no thanks at 16 years old. Yeah, um, he put his heart and soul in it up to them. Huge blow. Um, went on a joinery course apprenticeship yeah. uh, and looked as that direction he would be heading eventually was persuaded to come back and start playing semi-pro football again and he drifted around clubs like Droylston and Stockport had a spell at Lincoln most of those funnily enough as an attacking midfield player not, not yeah. as a striker uh, he's, he's from Blackpool um, so eventually uh, uh, um, he, he lands up at Fleetwood funnily enough he'd, he'd been there before briefly uh, and this is three and three quarter years ago yeah and, How um, old is he? Twenty-eight. Yeah. Okay. So he's not going to be the next Jamie Vardy. He's, he's no. You know he's uh, and one hundred and sixty-eight games and one hundred and thirty-nine goals later. Um, That's some return, uh, oh, isn't it? Uh, you know, it's astonishing. Um, the, the part of the reason why he won't be the next Jamie Vardy is because he can't run like ja- Jamie mm. Vardy. I think if he could run, if he could run like Jamie Vardy, we would be talking yeah. about somebody yeah. that's got a chance. However. When you watch him, and, and United fans this, this Saturday, uh, you know, he misses very few matches as well, uh, will have a chance to see what he does. Uh, and and he, he is a bit of an object lesson to any young striker watching. Yeah. Uh, uh, he does all the basics of the game really well. Mm-hmm. His first touch is decent. He's not huge. He's about 5'11", something like that, maybe six foot, standing straight. Um, he reads the game uh, very well. He reads he? the game very well, and the thing that impressed me about him uh, at Fylde, and obviously it was the first time he'd really had a look at him up there, mm. was his. He's got that mental discipline which we sometimes rabbit on about in this thing. He does not try and do things he can't do. He, no. he, 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 you won't see him turning on the halfway line and trying to take on three or four players in a run to the penalty area. No, sir. He gets the ball. He lays it off and he clears off in the box. And when the ball comes in the box, his movement is good. His first touch is excellent. He can turn. Gary Hours in the first before the first game up there hauled all the players in. They had a film show, yeah, <laughs> looking at clips of him of how he operates in and around the box. There, you can see what he's trying to do, etc., 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 etc. They went through it all. Gary Hours and Martin Cole were pretty sure that all the defenders and the midfield players had, must have surely have got it in their heads. First goal, he did exactly <laughs> what, they'd, they'd, they'd done, what, what he had done in one, yeah. of, in one of the clips. He, he first touch, makes to go one way, turns the other onto his right foot. He had two touches outside the box. One was to get the ball under the control. The other was maybe just to shift it a little bit. Bang, shot, goal. Yeah. And... If you allow him to turn, you're nearly He'll always get a in, shot on target. You're, you're nearly yeah. always in trouble. But uh, th- that's the thing that impressed me was was his economy of mm. effort and thought. You know, he he is not up himself. You know, yeah. and that's such a crucial, crucial part. That's where you talk about this thing of younger players watching him. Mm. When you go on a football pitch, it's not about what you can do. If you're if you're Ronaldo. <laughs> Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're somebody like that, well, maybe. But the very, very top players never go onto a football pitch thinking, I'm going to do this today, I'm going to do that today, I'm going to do the mm. other today. They go on the football pitch, the Messies and the Agueros, 
I'm going to do absolutely everything I can today to make sure we win. Whether that yeah. whether that yeah. means that I end up scoring one, two, three, or however many is is a second consideration. And and interestingly, um, their biggest win of the season uh, um, filed, which was six yeah. nil against I think it was against Macclesfield. They did, yeah. yeah, yeah. They also beat Tranmere five. He did get one against Tranmere, I think. They scored six against Macclesfield. He didn't get he didn't, one, did he? And he no. played and he played the whole ninety yeah. minutes. So. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, you know the people who go up on Saturday, and let's hope you know there's a decent crowd because it's such a hugely important game. Um, we'll have a chance to see a real operator in action. Be interesting, won't it? Yeah, yeah, indeed. And and whilst United are playing filed, uh, the key game elsewhere really mm-hmm. is Solihull against against Maidstone. Uh, yeah. um, now, uh, we are still struggling. Well, we touched in the Herald this week uh, about the other teams and what's mm. going on. Obviously, the teams in the bottom four, and United are one from bottom as we stand, um, effectively 10 points adrift, nine plus their yeah. rather poor goal difference. Um, uh, uh, it's not so much the teams around Torquay in the bottom four, it's the ones just outside that yeah. they're chasing. They're the ones they need to chase. And of all of those, I mean, actually, Actually, all of them are in dreadful form. Um, they, they, they are, yeah. ha- thankfully, <laughs> going in the wrong direction at, our way, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And the biggest one of the lot is Maidstone. They haven't won in 17 games now. And that goes back to them beating us, To them it? beating yeah. us here yeah. at Plainmore. United still have to go there. Now, they are away to Solihull, who, mm. who, who have staged quite a revival under Mark Yates in the last few weeks. Yeah. So... There's every chance, in a way, that Solihull will beat Maidstone on Saturday. Now, that might not be a disaster anyway for United. I know it, 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 may, it, yeah. it turns Solihull probably in from a, a bottom four team into a team just outside, but never mind. Um, uh, United want as many of the teams just outside the bottom four to keep losing to as get possible. get dragged into it, yeah. don't we, really? Uh, yeah. If United can't do the business, well, we, you know, <laughs> that will seal the deal anyway. But um, um, Hartlepool... Uh, also in big trouble, um, party company with the manager Harrison last week. Yeah, yeah. They're away to Aldershot, tough. Yeah. Um, Barrow, uh, just outside the bottom four at the moment, home to Eastleigh. Well, you never know what Eastleigh are going to do at the moment, so no. that's in the lap of the gods. Chester at home to Bromley, Bromley going for a promotion, trying to get in the playoffs. You'd hope that that, that yeah. might go a particular way. And Halifax are home to Sutton. Um, now Sutton, I know they won here at last last Tuesday night, and we were all sitting thinking, well, they're not that great. Uh, yeah. But uh, they did go and win away. Uh, yeah. uh, some was it away? I can't remember last weekend. Um, uh, so you'd think they were pretty much up for it. Um, and Geisley are at home to Dagenham. Dagenham's another team you haven't got a clue at the moment what quite what they're going to no. do. But uh, in other words, so there's some interesting games. But Solihull v Maidstone is the, the key game. Is the it, other really? six pointer if you like. And Torquay filed. People, other people will be looking at the Torquay game, won't they? Well, because let's face it. United have got what um, uh, uh, eleven games yeah. left. Um, five at home, six away. Uh, I think, and not just I. I think we all of us, if we sit down, I think they probably got to win at least six of those 11 games maybe seven Uh, if they win six they probably got to draw another two or three yeah Uh, I'm not sure that you'll need 50 points to stay up this season the way things are going you think it'll be less I think it might be slightly less United have got 27 at the moment so to get to 48 they've got to pick up another 21 
22 points probably from from yeah. their next 11 games. Now that means winning matches. That's a tall order, isn't it? It is a tall order for any team. Of course it is. They've got to play like a promotion side from from here on in. But you look at Barrow, funnily enough. Barrow, um, uh, I think they've only won one in eight, something like that. They've drawn five of them. So they've only lost two out of eight games. It's done them absolutely no good whatsoever. They've just basically marked time because draws don't get you out of trouble. But bizarrely, Torquay made them look really ordinary, didn't they? Absolutely. A Torquay team that is floundering and then put in two of the worst performances we've ever seen made Barrow look really ordinary. Well, I don't think, funnily enough, uh, um, they'd gone and got a good point at Macclesfield, Mm. top of the table. By the way, how on earth did they go to Tranmere and win 4-1 last Saturday? I don't think anyone expected that. Um, uh, they uh, they beat Barrow comfortably three mm. one and Barrow looked poor yeah um, and then they won went and won at Maidenhead uh, I thought obviously they were dreadful against Dagenham at home yeah I don't think the performance against Sutton was that bad uh, uh, in fact I thought I think probably they should have come out of that with at least a two all draw I, I, it wasn't a fantastic performance but it was a much yeah. better and quite right too because it couldn't have been as bad no. as, as Dagenham. Uh, but they lost the game in the end, uh, and and the worrying thing about recent home matches is the amount of goals that United have kept mm. conceding at home. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just ridiculous. Their home record; they've already lost ten matches at home this season. I mean, that is you know unheard of, no, really, isn't it? And it they've is. conceded, I think it's twenty-seven goals in eighteen home games. Worst in the division in both yeah. in both cases. They have got to stop doing that. Uh, and a big question mark this weekend, let's face it, will be can Gareth Law, United's physio and Josh Gowling get can Gowling they, yeah. fit in time to play? Because when Gowling played, one all at Macclesfield, 3-1 yeah. against Barrow and 2-1, although he had to come off at half-time away to Maidenhead. And there was no doubt at all that he was missed in the next two games. I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you, you, you can sometimes attach results and scores too easily to individual players. Uh, I just think that, from, the way, from my viewpoint, I think when Gowling heads it, it tends to go five or ten yards further than when yeah. other people head it. You know, well, <laughs> and again, it, it's his know-how, it's his positioning, it's his yeah, reading of the game. That's right, and it comes back down to that old thing that we always talk about: is decision making, isn't it? it? Is. And he tends to get the decisions right. Yeah, uh, I, I think you know. Let's face it: very few defenders at this level are quick. Are central defenders are quick as well. Mm. You don't get quick central defenders; they tend to have moved on to a higher level. So that brings your reading of the game and your decision making. Yeah. that cranks that up to a, a different level. And it's and it's no co- no 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 accident that some of the best centre halves that we've seen here over over the years, you know the the the, the Wes Saunderses, the Alex Watsons, the John Gittins, yeah. uh, um, you know those sort of people, uh, usually <laughs> brains in their heads, yeah. Yeah, and, that's, and, and yeah. that's the what yeah. that gets the job done. Now, it's some quite positive news, um, the piece that you did earlier this week for the website and for the Herald Express on contract talks, which yeah. is fans who are looking ahead beyond the end of this season, um, a lot of them probably quite, with their heads in their hands. And quite understandably too. Um, this is quite encouraging news, isn't it? Well, I, I've, I've, over the last few weeks, um, obviously you keep your eyes and ears open and, and um, uh, uh, I've sort of heard a few whispers that, that um, uh, one or two players are being approached yeah. for 
to sound them out about next yeah. season, shall we put it? Um, uh, and I don't think there's any doubt, and Jeff Harrop, the general manager, confirmed that that was happening this week. Um, uh, now, you don't go to your best players, uh, offer them something for next season, or at least sit down and talk about something for next season, um, and offer them completely less and no. you know because you know what's going to happen so I don't think they would be doing that United if they were planning to abandon full time football and go no. part time I don't think that would it doesn't make any sense whatsoever um, the last time uh, um, I spoke to Clark Osborne um, and, di- and did a, 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 an interview uh, an mm. interview with him or was it no one from last time um he was obviously reluctant to talk about this issue specifically, yeah. um, but he was very emphatic that um, he would remain committed to the club, whichever division United are in next season. Um, and he also, and it's easy to say uh, and, and much harder to do, but at least the intent was there, uh, was very emphatic that should United get relegated um, uh, this season, uh, that they will only be in Conference South for one season. Now, that was a nice thing for him to yeah. say, and I and and I'm sure if he was sitting here, he would say, "Well, you know, <laughs> I realise that it's not that straightforward." Um, At least it's but, an intent, but it's isn't an intent, it? yeah. uh, which, let's face it, is a good deal more encouraging than m- yeah. might be the case in you know otherwise. So, um, I, I think it's it augurs well yeah. for what might happen if United go down. Uh, Jeff Harrop, the general manager, quite rightly, is is saying, look, we are not going to talk about that in any detail at the moment. Our plan A is still committed yeah. to trying to stay up. The sort of quotes that you would expect in the circumstances, 33 points to play for, etc., etc., etc. At least um, 21 needed. Quite. Yeah. Uh, no, but, you know, obviously... People like us have to mm. look at the background to all of this and, 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 and maybe tackle subjects that the club itself wouldn't necessarily uh, uh, be top of their priorities at the moment. But I, I think looking ahead, there is a, a genuine sort of positive intent there. And I don't yeah. think United will be sitting down with one or two of their better players and starting to talk about this sort of stuff. Whether or not the players end up accepting or not is another matter. That's up to them. Uh, And of course, the whole point is is that, you know, if you were one of United's better players, and I think United fans can wouldn't have too much trouble identifying them. um, You know, what's what's the best way to go into a decision like this? Well, it's as a national league club and not a national league south club. Quite. So, so in some ways, um, uh, um, accompanying these talks. Um, you know they have every incentive to try and keep yeah. fighting to make sure United stay up. So looking ahead to Saturday's game, we've already had a couple of calls here from people saying, "Do you know if the game's on or not?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but the process is much more complicated than that. Nobody's going to look out at the weather forecast and say, "No, we'll call the game off." It's going to be Saturday morning before anybody looks at, um, at what's going to happen. I would have thought so. Um, we're Thursday afternoon. There's quite a lot. Of, there's some snow apparently coming in later on and overnight. Yeah. Um, uh, you've obviously got to take Fylde into consideration. They're travelling down from near yeah. Blackpool. But that, um, that that Truro business was odd this week, wasn't well, it? Wasn't it? Uh, um, let's they face were supposed it. to be playing Concord Rangers. Uh, they were supposed to be playing Concord Rangers on Tuesday night. And Concord Rangers are based in Canvey Island. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Doctor yeah, Feelgood yeah. country. Yeah, between yeah. between London and Southend. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, uh, Truro declared the match on on mm -hmm. Monday. Said the pitch is perfectly playable here. The game is on, and Canvey Island, uh, Canvey Island, Concord Rangers effectively announced that they weren't travelling because of the bad weather. Yeah. Well, hang That's, on. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going? With? Which direction are we going down here? In the end, uh, we're talking Truro here, by the way. Yeah, uh, where I th they declared spring earlier I think on this they have. week. Didn't yeah, they? Yes, they, had, they had girls out in frocks. It's and, lovely and down there today. Quite. Yeah. They suddenly, <coughs> suddenly, in the end, the, the, the game ended up being called off because of a frozen pitch at Tree yeah. Road. Well, all right, far be it from us to sort of say, well, <laughs> no, it wasn't frozen, but literally in the course of twenty-four hours. But the whole point was, yeah, you know, Concord Rangers are saying, well, we're not travelling because of the, of the of the dodgy weather conditions. Well, you can't have you can't have clubs coming out with, with you're in three points doctor territory, aren't you? There. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's um, the, in the what's, end, what's I don't the protocol for something like that? Then the, the league again, decide the home team absolutely. decides whether the pitch is playable. Yeah, and, and it's the, the away team's duty to get there. To get there. Yeah. Unless the circumstances are so yeah. uh, uh, dreadful that, that that they can prove that they physically weren't able to get there. That that's always been the yeah. Uh, the, the, the way that it's that, that it's that it's happened. Uh, I can remember uh, United being placed in an impossible situation one year, about seventy eight, something like seventy eight, seventy nine, yeah. um, uh, because of a dreadful winter, far worse than this, by the way. Uh, all the fixtures had got behind. United mm. were through to the second round of the FA Cup. The third round draw had already been made. Uh, yeah. uh, they had drawn three all with Swindon at Plainmore. And they still hadn't played the replay. The replay had been called off. So the FA, which is always the senior uh, authority, yes. this, said, right, well, you must play your second round replay at Swindon on Saturday, which was the, uh, the date of the third round. Yeah. All the other third round ties were being played. United said, well, yeah, but we've got a league game at Stockport on the Friday night. Yeah. And started saying, well, we can't play the in the end, the Football League and the FA ordered Torquay United to play their F their league match at Stockport on the Friday night and their yeah. FA Cup replay at Swindon on the Saturday afternoon. Two games in less than 24 hours. and weather was pretty dreadful the there The weather well, was appalling it? anyway. Yeah. The pitch at Stockport was rock hard. I promise you, you would never have played on it at Edgeley Park in a million years now. They would just have abandoned that. That went ahead. United lost 4-0. Yeah. Uh, a lad called Tommy Sword, who played centre forward for Stockport in those days, scored a hat trick. Uh, John Turner played that night, um, and I'm pretty sure that the, the, the Stockport goalkeeper looked like the Michelin man, <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. uh, throwing himself around on on this thing. I'm pretty sure that John Turner didn't play in tracksuit bottoms, but I uh, I must check check. We'll on check that. with him next yeah, time. We quite, see him. Yes. Yeah, quite. And and uh, and I can remember I was with the team. Uh, they lost four 0 at Stockport on the Friday night. Stayed the night at, overnight in Stockport, got into the coach on the Saturday morning, drove down to, to Swindon and played bloody well at Swindon and lost 3-2 in the replay yeah. at, uh, at the county ground. Um, astonishing. Yeah. Uh, and there was no kind of, oh, well, we can't, oh, that's a bit difficult. Talkie just had to go ahead just and do it. Yeah. Times have changed, haven't they? And, of course, you know, that we, we've um, the, the, there's, there's an even better story well I, I still think that takes a biscuit but but as a pretty good one back in the 1950s of yeah. course when um, back in those good old days when you played on <laughs> Christmas morning and Boxing Day marvellous uh, <laughs> um, United played at Brentford on Christmas morning yeah uh, nil nil draw they were going for a promotion 
mm-hmm. uh, uh, from the old third division south, nil nil at Brentford on Christmas morning, jumped on a train, presumably at Paddington, and were heading across Salisbury Plain. They were due to play Brentford at Playmore on Boxing Day. It was a return fixture. The return yeah. fixture. Yeah. Uh, uh, a, a train back uh, across Salisbury Plain, got stuck in a snowdrift on Salisbury Plain, spent several of hours whilst the Great Western Railway, or was it? No, it was British Rail in those days. Yeah, I think it had been nationalised by then. Somebody it? out there, one of Somebody our podcast listeners will know. Yeah, uh, um, uh, with, with snow ploughs and shovels, they finally got them going. They didn't get back to Torquay until the sun was coming up at Torquay. Yeah. The story goes that the club doctor gave the players, or all the ones who asked for it, a tonic of some kind. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> okay. And this yeah. is the t- great team of Don Mills yeah. and, and um, uh, 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 Tommy Northcott, uh, and they went out and beat Brentford 2-0 in, uh, in at Playmore on, box- on, on Boxing Day. Having spent most of the night sat in a snowdrift on, on, a, train. on, the, on a train on, on, on Salisbury Plain. They were made, made of different stuff in those days, weren't they? Well, the whole point was that, that, that you know, I think our attitude is, a game's on till it's off. Yeah. You don't start calling games off no. because there's a bit of a problem. Oh, because, um, because something might happen might or happen. might not. No, exactly. I, don't, I remember very few snowy days at Playmore. I mean, remember very few snowy days in Torbay as a whole, to be honest. Yes. I don't remember uh, snow I, games I can remember Playmore. players being called in in the 70s and 80s to do a bit of snow clearing and, yeah. and, and spades and shovels. And I remember going up there and helping a couple of times myself and brushing lines and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a cup tie when Paul Buckle was manager at home to Brighton, uh, with Gus Poyet was manager of Brighton, um, when it was rock hard that yeah. that day. But it was flat. There was a covering of grass. Uh, referees now would have gone. Not dear. sure. Health Not and safety. Sure. Health yes. and safety. Um, and that game went ahead. Uh, about fourth round, I think it was an FA Cup fourth round tie. Yeah. That game went ahead. I remember Gus Poyet was terrific that afternoon. A lot of managers would have gone, oh dear, I'm not quite sure about this, etc. He just went, no, nah, no. Nah. He said, whatever the ref says, we'll yeah. go along with. Well, there yeah. won't be any excuses from us. And there the wasn't. They did end up winning 1-0 in the end, which is a shame. Um, but, uh, no, you tend not to... I think the referees happen, these yeah. days, they're, they're, they're under such pressure not mm. to even entertain the idea that someone might get hurt because the pitch might have... You know, I mean, in those days, you play on... Uh, 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 snowy or icy pitches uh, we always used to say oh well the good players will come through now they'll know yeah. how to cope with this in other words you don't go to ground if you can help it on a hard pitch you stand up yeah. it puts even more pressure on your first touch etc 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 so um, uh, but, and there's also the thing of keeping the fans safe as well isn't well, it well that's another before, issue well, that's another the, issue the approaches now to oh, the, ground. the approaches to the ground you know uh, terraces but of course you know don't have them. You don't yeah. have them quite as much. Thankfully, we still do in the lower yeah. divisions, and long may it continue. And, of course, even higher up now, more and more fans mm-hmm. are saying, come on, let's get some terraces back. Um, but, no, you, you had to take all that into account. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, you know, safety tends to be the overriding priority, which yeah. is probably right, really, isn't it? So it's just looking out the window now. It's It'll be fine on Saturday. Look, there'll be just a little bit of a flurry, and we'll be... As long as, st- as long as fi- I, I think they will bear filed in mind. File will travel on Friday anyway. They won't yeah. be travelling on Saturday. So, so uh, I'm sure the phone lines will be open between the two clubs. Filed, I'm sure, will be all, probably already on phone. 
how is it down there? I expect the file secretary is on the phone already. Yeah. Um, and Tim Herbert at Playmore would say, yes, don't worry, the palm trees are waving in the It'll breeze. It'll be there, every, shorts and sunglasses, yeah. Tim, won't he? Right, so, um, you know, in other words, a game is on until it's off, yeah. not the other way around. Indeed. And the last thing that we've got on the agenda today, obviously we were, um, with apologies to anybody who's a Spurs fan out there, we were all rooting for Rochdale last night. I think the nation was rooting for Rochdale, weren't they? Well, because obviously El Clasico, Torquay Rochdale, the most played fixture in the lower leagues, it it may be. We like to talk that story anyway. But uh, the VAR was again very much in the news yesterday, wasn't he? Come on. It's it's a farce. It's chaos, isn't it? And and, uh, the thing that gets me is and I'm sure a lot of other people as well, not just me, just because you have some technology, it doesn't mean you have to use no, it. No. You know, it's like a toy. You know, uh, uh, at the moment, if you're trying to clear some snow you don't, and you happen to have a trowel, it doesn't mean that you use the trowel, <laughs> does it? Uh, if, just because you no. have VAR, yeah. it doesn't mean that you have to use it. No. And... and uh, in these situations, and I think we may even have mentioned this before on the podcast many moons ago, in the United States of America with American football, they've had video replays yeah. for years and years and years. And for many years, I know American football tends to be a bit of a stop-start game anyway by its definition, but they were kept going upstairs, as they used to yeah. say, take it upstairs, take it upstairs, take it upstairs for every decision and games were being stopped and delayed even more than usual. And this is American football, the you know yeah. the NFL, billions of dollars, the national sport, everybody dissecting every yeah. Mo- yeah. moment of movement down to the last end. And in the end, they abandoned it and threw it back at the referees because the product was suffering. And, and I think the product... I mean, it was so stop-start. That first half of the Six Spurs, minutes of stoppage time, purely for reviews. Yeah. And they, and they got they got one hopelessly wrong. I mean, not that we wanted Spurs to take the lead, but Spurs had a perfectly good goal rule there. Of course they did, yeah. Uh, Son got booked for checking his run on a, pen, in a, yeah. uh, on a penalty. By the way, there was probably more players in the penalty area when he took the, it the was shot full, wasn't it? than, yeah. than there was before the, before the incident. Um, but he was booked for doing something which we've seen oh, hundreds, yeah. thousands of players do over the years. The referee, Paul Tierney, I, I feel sorry for the referees in some ways. Yeah. By the same token, I don't. Because why aren't, why is nobody at the referees... Association mm. and at the Professional Game Match Officials Company, which controls yeah. all these things, why has we heard no nothing from them? Why aren't they saying, "Look, let us referee the matches"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't yeah. hear a word out of them, but and, the, and, and 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 it's it's a shame. They're the referees. Yeah. By all means, I think we're 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 more than happy to have goal line technology. The goal line technology has worked. That's perfectly. Right. Hasn't Absolutely, it? exactly. It, it what it says a, on the tin. It, it takes that that that, yeah. that away. But at the moment, we're we're slipping down the rugby union direction of every single time a try is scored, and it happened again last Saturday yeah. at Scotland v England. You know, there's no reason. Obvious reason for the referee to question whether no. the try, you know, etc. But no, almost every try now is yeah. going for confirmation upstairs. But it matters slightly less in rugby because rugby is a stop-start game Quite. anyway, and, and the the, the um, video referee thing has added a little bit to the drama. But football is supposed to flow. Yeah. 
And yes, every time there's a decision, the referee's got his finger in his ear, yeah. and you think, oh, what's he waiting for now? No. And we, let's face it, ultimately this will come down to money. It yeah. always does. We're talking about a product here, a form of entertainment, and once people start going, I'm not, I'm not having this, no. I'm, not, I'm not standing around or sitting here watching this rubbish, that will probably and hopefully dictate... Uh, uh, the the Champions League already said no way are we using this next next no. season. The world um, they are at the World Cup. Well, aren't they? yes, and that's exactly. Go, that's going to be uh, well. Chaotic. We all know about them, don't we? You know, yeah. F- FIFA. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't no. think any of us would trust them to to run a party in a brewery. Um, but uh, 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 the Champions League people have said no way. Um, uh, uh, and it's it's been railroaded through. Yeah, it, it should it should still be in the experimental stage somewhere. The trouble is, of course, that in lower division and lower league football, you can't afford. <laughs> it costs money to have this yeah, it's, b- it's, b- being being yeah. uh, uh, implemented, and of course, it's only the big clubs and the big mm. games and the big stadiums where they can afford to do it. And I'll bet the companies who run this VAR, they yeah. are, they're obviously desperate for it to be. Yeah. Now, yeah. come on. Uh, uh, it's, but if you carry on like it did on Wednesday night... I don't, uh, that, it's, that not replay, it. it's not it, working. It's not working. They'll have to abandon it because, because it's, it's just a farce. Yeah, it is. Well, there we are. That's, that's There'll be two, no VAR and playing more on Saturday, no. put it like that. Exactly. Thank, and thank, and thank, uh, <laughs> thank heavens for that. And thank heavens for that. Yeah. So we'll be there, weather permitting, we'll be up there. Do come up and say hello. Thank you for uh, everybody who does. Hugely important nice. game. Uh, um, United game. proved a few weeks ago, seven points out of nine, almost within ten days, ten days a fortnight. Yeah. They went from complete no-hopers to within five points of safety. Yeah. It can be done. It can be. They can it, do it but, again. But you have to put some wins together, or at least uh, some runs together. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, United are running out of time to do it. Now... You know, let's hope that United's defence, uh, Gowling out there or not, yeah. uh, can get hold of Mr. Rowe and stop him on Saturday. Uh, and one or two other players, uh, we hasten to add in the uh, decent players in the file team, um, uh, and get yeah. a huge, what could be a well, any win is hugely important at the moment, but I'm sure um, this one would be. About the biggest they come. We'll see you there. And. Uh this has been the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast from the newly yellow building here at Barton Hill Road, from the mothership at Barton Hill Road. <laughs> we will see you on Saturday, and as ever, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.